Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Today, I have somebody that I know is going to impact your heart in such a great way. You know how you meet people all your life, especially being in ministry? I meet pastors and women that are on fire for God. I meet women in the marketplace. Today, I've got somebody that is on both sides, impacting the kingdom for Jesus. And she was a guest at my women's conference in Richmond, Virginia, Mercy Lokalutu. I am so glad to have you today. Thanks for being with me. Thank you so much for having me, Rosalinda. I just absolutely love you. I, I agree. When I first met you, I was like, oh, we can hang out. We can be friends. Let's just do what we do for Jesus. Yeah. It's an honor to be here, and I'm excited to see what the Lord does. So today we're going to talk about all kinds of things because, you know, um, Mercy is originally from Nigeria and we have a lot in common because my mom and dad are in ministry and your mom, she was rocking it in Nigeria, full-time ministry. Yes. Yes. So I'm a pastor's kid. PKs, we got to stick together. Um, (laughs) We lived in church. You know, it was not a Sunday to Sunday deal. It was five days a week, Sunday school. um, And after, after service, you did evangelism, you know? Remember that? Yeah. Not door to door. Yep. Exactly. No, but my mom was really unique in that she, um, we were part of the Foursquare Church in Nigeria, and she really yeah. did not use her gender as an excuse not to do what God called her to do, which was Ooh, really, really amazing. So you know, she wasn't like, oh, I'm a, I'm a woman. No, she was like, I love the Lord. So they would have things like men's breakfast, and she would show up because she's like, I love Jesus. I love to eat. What's the problem? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love it. You know, my mom was like that. So many people know my dad because there's a movie that was made. Yeah. And so they thought like he married her and then she traveled with him. The reality is she was called to be a missionary. They met in Bible college, but she had her calling on her life, yeah. you know, before she met my dad and she stepped into that. So I love, I love that. that. So your calling really happened here. Yeah. You know, I love, I love telling this story because I think it, it points to two things ordinariness of who I am and the extraordinariness of God. Like, I'm just ordinary girl, truly and honestly. Moved here for college from Nigeria at 18. Um, was at the University of North Florida. At the time, our church, Celebration Church, was on campus. I just joined the church. I just started serving. I think the only part of the church I did not serve in was the parking ministry. I just did everything I could, you know. And eventually, as I was serving, my pastor kind of just approached me. I was like, you know what, do you feel like God's giving you the gift of teaching? And literally my response was, why not? <laughs> like, I, I talk a lot. I love Jesus. I'm sure I could put two things together. It never occurred to me that there was a hierarchy. It never occurred to me that there was some sort of archetype that you had to fit into to do what God's called you to do. I just assumed I'm going to keep doing what I already do and do it for the Lord. I love that. So, yeah. So I got, I became ordained there and the Lord honestly just opened doors you know, grace can take you places that hustling can't, to be oh, honest. Oh, come on. Come on, speak. Oh, so I did not seek out opportunities. And, and, and no right. offense if people are doing that, building platforms. Yep. That mm-hmm. just wasn't what God called me to do, right? right? So I had to do it my way. And I think that's the, that's a word for people to just really trust the Holy Spirit instinct yeah. in you and discernment on how to do what it is God's called you to do. Um, so I never left nursing because um, I always felt called to 
be a minister at the bedside with my patients and also to minister on platforms or one-to-one or writing a devotional or writing curriculum, all these different things I did over the years. So that's sort of how it evolved. You know, I feel like I always tell people I would have had to work harder to say no to what the Lord was already doing than try to do it on my own. Mm, that's the Lord so was already good. doing because isn't that what the word says? It yeah. says he already created works beforehand. All that's we have to do is walk in them. Yes, walk. there's no hustling, there's no striving, there's no performing, there's no making He's it waiting. happen. He's waiting, like you know He's how waiting. if you ever go in a place and there's lines in a grocery store and you're trying to like get to the shortest line, yeah. In the kingdom of God, all the lines are open. That's right. <laughs> so that's where so good. are you? Where are the people that I'm calling? Because and we I somehow feel there's a part we have to play in it and, and we have to make it happen. I have to yeah. buy a follower. You don't have to do that. You, you really don't. Yes. You know, Mercy, you have that spirit. You have that passion. You have, But it's the simplicity of saying yes. You know, when you said you've worked in almost every single department of the church, um, you know, except for the parking ministry, which I, I'm going to take a pause here, but Celebration Church has one of the best parking ministries in the world. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like Disney yes. over here. That's um, funny. But you know what? You're right. You know, I, I can say in my own life, I was never seeking to be over our ministry mm-hmm. or administratively doing anything. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, what God did with me is he put me all the way. We had a thrift store, we still do. And I thought I was going to be leading in the church. And my dad said, man, what I really need I just need you to go run that store. Yeah. And I had my suit girl and I was ready. To I know you did, girl. Good. I was ready to bring the word. I was <laughs> good. Yeah. And you know what? He was like, but here's the need. Sister yeah. Vicky running our little thrift store, got an accident. And I took off the suit, put the sweatpants on. And there was a pivotal moment for me. And I don't know about you, but I just said, yes. Yep. It doesn't matter about my agenda. Really, God used that to just kind of train me and I needed to be willing to do that. And so you serve in the marketplace and in ministry. Some people feel like if I'm in the world kind of doing that, then, and if I'm called to be a preacher or if I'm called to be a writer, I can't do both. Can Mm -hmm. you speak to that? Mm -hmm. I think if you have that thinking, then maybe you're limiting God, right? Because Mm -hmm. even in the word, we see people like Paul, they, they were bivocational. Jesus himself was a carpenter, correct? So he had a thing he did, but then I look at it this way. Ministry and being in the marketplace, it's not a TV dinner, right? Where there's compartments and things don't touch. And this is my Ooh, ministry over good. here. And this, it's not a TV dinner. It's not compartmentalized. It's not fragmented, right? Nice. Being in ministry and being in the marketplace looks more like a chicken pot pie. Like a casserole. Listen, a jambalaya, a gum, throw the stuff in the pot. Yes. Sprinkle some Holy Spirit on it. Yes. And just allow God give you grace for the seasons of life, right? So I have, it's always looked different for me. I'll be honest. Um, When I was first raising my kids, I didn't do a lot of travel. I only took local speaking Mm -hmm. engagements because I knew I have young kids. I'm not going to be traveling all over the world. For some people, they're called to do that. And that's great for them, Right. So in different seasons, it looks different. But for me, what it looked like, like you said, was really, really just saying yes to God. Yeah. In every, at every step, right? And the beautiful thing about God is that there's always more. So just when you think, God, I've hit my capacity, He gives you this almost supernatural increase of capacity where 
you can now embrace more. You can be a mom and write books, you know, whether that looks like being up at 2 a.m., you know, feeding and writing. I don't know, you know. That's true. And, you know, um, but God needs us in the marketplace, you know, for, for a yes. long time. You know, I, I kind of grew up in the ministry and took a little pause, went into the marketplace, into business. Um, but then the Lord called me really full time. But I say full time, but I've always been involved in some kind of business, some kind of marketplace, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but God positions us, and there's people out there that need to hear you. And Absolutely. for you, wow, what a place you are. You are in the nursing field. Mm -hmm. And right now with this pandemic, everything mm -hmm. going on, there is a loss of hope. We yes. know the answer is, have you felt like you've been able to use your faith in this season right now? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you need to know my specialty as a nurse practitioner is psychiatric mental health. Yeah. So I deal with a lot of patients who are dealing with anxiety and depression and all the things that are going on in our world right now. And what a joy to be able to say, you know what? Faith and pharmaceuticals are not mutually exclusive. I can have faith for healing and I can use whatever God has given me within me to help me get better and whole. It's not really about just healing, really. Mm -hmm. It's about wholeness, right? Yeah. And I think what we're seeing in our world today is a mirror of things that are happening in our hearts. There's division, there's bitter roots, there's things that are, we're looking at these symptoms, fear, anxiety, depression, these are just fruit, right? There's a root that's deeper and that's what the Lord is really trying to work on. So absolutely i consider what i do at the bedside with my patients or when i see patients in the clinic to be just as sacred just as holy as anything i do within the four walls of a church yes. because these people mm -hmm. are made in the image of god right and if that's the case then god has a plan and a purpose for their lives and we as image bearers get to bring that joy to them wherever they're at not all of them are going to darken the shadows of our doors we don't know, right. Right? right? So why not go to them? Yeah, and that's what Jesus did, you know? Absolutely. If and wait for them to come. And then sometimes, I'm going to be honest, I'm just going to hit something, some of you guys listening, is that sometimes we don't like when they come in our church because we don't understand brokenness. You better preach that word. And mental health. We don't understand why do they look different? Why do they talk different? She doesn't quite look like me. And the head, I'm going to tell you, because I grew up in the church my whole life. I've traveled to many churches and we have a home for women in addiction and men in addiction. And yes. we actually, you're going to be so proud of us. We are opening new life clinical services of Virginia and that is a part of our ministry. That's so amazing. we have nurses and doctors that will be on call for intensive outpatient because it is so real. Yes. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, people will look at the girls that we have. They live in our program for a year, uh, mm -hmm. Mercy, and they're not on drugs anymore. And I say, you know, well, then why do they need the program? And that's because drugs wasn't their problem. It was the mental health. Right. It was right. the brokenness. Right. And this is a topic that Christians, you know, and I grew up, look, I, I'm going to age myself. I grew up back in the day. We were just going to like shout it out and, yep. and cast it, it out. out and cast it out. But yep. Look, yeah. there's something broken. If your arm yes. or your leg was broken, we would be we more fix understanding. It. But if it's behind our head, Absolutely. we're judgmental. Absolutely. And that's part of what I feel God is calling us as Christians in healthcare to help do. The enemy is having a heyday. Look at the population of millennials and Gen Z, so kids 18 and under. Look at what the enemy is doing with them in mm -hmm. regards to mental health and suicidal ideation yeah. and self-harm. I mean, we go down the list. It is, they are getting 
beaten up and spit out. And here at church, what we're doing is we're hiding and castigating and minimizing and using Christianese and Christian platitudes to try to tell people that faith and pharmaceuticals can go hand in hand. Right. I don't understand. I, I don't, I, for me personally, I'm very passionate about this, as you can tell. Yes, I love one thing I really connected with you about was seeing the new life girls and mm-hmm. hearing their testimonies. I love how raw and not, it's not neat and tied up in a bow and pretty and per- that's humanity. And that's what Jesus came for. Yes. He right. thrived in those environments where there are people who don't look like what we want them to look like. They're not ready-made products because they're, right. They're, they're, we're all unfinished products. So if not us, who's going to reach them? That's right. Mercy, somebody listening today I know has struggled with depression. They've had anxiety. I, I have to be honest. I have got a lot of a lot of things that I've dealt with in my life. Anxiety yeah. hasn't necessarily been one. During this pandemic, I experienced it for the first time. Yeah. Um, I praise God. Like there's like me and Jesus, we go way back. Like we got a list of things that he brought me out of. Yeah. And I've always kind of felt great that that has never been a problem, but it was. I think yeah. everybody deals with it. Absolutely. And we have this massive <laughs> ministry. We got guys and girls. We're like, how are we going to feed them? How are the doors going to stay open? And I begin to feel that little panicky thing that I've ministered to broken people for so long. And I was like, oh, my Lord. And so I had to apply some of the things that we teach them, not just the word, but some practical things. What is something you could tell a listener right now? And they say, you know, Pastor Mercy, um, you know, right now there's moments when I, I do, I get a little anxious or I feel myself sinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've seen it. I've seen it in people and I can see that they're um, they're fragile. Yeah. They tell them anything. They're on a breaking point. Yeah. What can you tell them? Does that make them less of a Christian? You know, what can you, what steps could you tell them to help them kind of pull out of that hole? Yeah. I think the first thing we need to understand is we need to remove that stigma right? Jesus knows. He sees. He understands. The Bible says he sympathizes us with it with, sympathizes with us in all of our weaknesses, right? So this is not something that comes as a surprise to him. He knows what it is. Even the Bible says an anxious mind is heavy. There's, there's a weight that comes with it, right? Depression, anything that we're, we're struggling with, so the first thing you have to understand, you need to understand that this does not make you less of a Christian. That's right. In any other way that you struggle with any other thing would. The same things that Christ bore the stripes on his back and died and shed blood on Calvary for, anxiety is included in that list. If it has a name, it needs to bow at the name of Jesus. So this is something that we need to identify. This is a problem that I'm having. And then I think what most of us need to do is understand the severity of it. That's one thing as clinicians, we always assess. So all of us can have anxious thoughts from time to time. That's one thing. The other thing is, does it start to affect your quality of life? Does it affect your work, your family, how you sleep, things like that? Once we go through that, we can determine whether this is something that is a debilitating factor in your life. So these are two separate things. For the first group that just has some anxious thoughts once in a while, I would say to them, you know what? What I do personally, exchange thoughts in my head. I say, mm-hmm. can't have two thoughts at one time. So when one comes in, boom, you got to just knock that one out. Absolutely. So right and there are therapies that you can look up online. One is called CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. If you don't want to see a therapist, if you don't feel like you're there yet, 
just go online. There's verified counselors that have provided resources online. So the other one is dialectical, DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy. So those are two. Cognitive behavioral therapy gives you little tricks like having a rubber band. Whenever that thought comes, you snap the rubber band to make your mind think about something else other than that thought. And all of a sudden you start to make a seamless exchange between the negative thoughts and the rubber band, right? Oh, I love that. Please. Go put that on your things to do list. And if you're suffering with it, get that rubber band. Yeah. Say that one more time for us. Can you say that one more time? Yes. So the therapy that you want to look at is cognitive behavioral therapy. If you go online, CBT is what we usually call it in, in, in psych. Um, it'll give you different tools. So there's lots of different ones. There's bibliotherapy, there's journaling, there's um, thought exchange. A very, a very um, important one that a lot of my patients use is the rubber band. They have a rubber band on their wrist. Every time that anxious thought comes, they snap the rubber band. It's your brain firing. All of a sudden, your brain has to think about something else other than that thought. And those few seconds gives you enough time to do that exchange. Wow. So whereas the world may tell you, think about happy thoughts. I'm telling you what, happy thoughts ain't going to cut it in 2021. Okay. You better get some word. You better get the word in you. That's you better right. renew your mind. Romans yes. 12, word of God transforms our mind, Rosalinda. Right. Not our bodies, not our actions, not our behaviors, our mind. That's Why right. would the Bible say mind? That's because right. he knows that's where the battle is. That's the attack. That You know, one of the things that I've done during the season is I went not just on that Bible app, not just Googling something. I went and got paper. Do you guys remember what paper is? Paper and a pen. And I got index cards punched a hole. That, look, this is my ghetto craft idea over here. And I just got index cards with a little key ring. And I hand wrote one night 20 verses yeah. and I began to memorize like I would teach my kids and like I would Absolutely. learn when I was little and we've gotten away from that because That's we it. put the paper Bible down yeah. and one of the words the Lord gave me that he's given us the authority over the serpents and the scorpions and over every <laughs> mm-hmm. evil power of the enemy. And the end of that verse says, and nothing can harm you. That's right. And I've been standing on that word and memorizing that. That's song. right. I think that's awesome. Give because us some. If you don't on. memorize it, it's not going to be there for you to pull an exchange, honey. Yes. That's what's going to come out. If you notice fear and anxiety and stress and anger and all these things coming out of you now, that's what's been there. Yeah. 2020 didn't put it there. Sometimes uh, if we if we don't if we don't heal what's hurting us, we'll bleed on people that didn't hurt us. That's ooh, all the that's, things we're seeing on Facebook and social. That, didn't, they're not the ones who hurt you. We got yeah. we got to do some deep work. If I've suffered with this and I feel like it's creating a, a lifestyle change for me, now it's more than just a couple of days. Tell me what you recommend that they do. Can they um, find a Christian counselor? Can they, you know, what do you tell tell the listener right now? What is something that yeah. you think they can yeah. do? Honestly, the first thing to do would be to find. If you prefer a Christian counselor, a lot of people do. I understand that's absolutely appropriate because what could happen? What's the worst that could happen? You go to a counselor and they say, hey, this is not debilitating. Great. You got a a counseling session. Put that in your pocket and be on your way, right? And the best that could happen is if you really are having a debilitating issue, we can help direct you to the right counseling. It doesn't always have to be medication. If you choose not to use medication, that's perfectly fine. Right. Get somebody to help just like you would if your heart was in arrhythmia, just like you would if you had the flu. If you had a temperature, you go to a specialist to help you determine what may be the cause of it. 
Yes. And once we get to the root cause, we can stop dealing with low-hanging fruit. We can get to the root and dig this thing out. We're masking symptoms. We can't deal on a symptom level. We need to deal on a root level. And people need to be released to know that if you're struggling with mental health, this does not make you less spiritual. No. It's, no. you know, back in the day, you know, it's always like, well, there must be, you know, and I'm not saying, let me, let me make this clear for all these yeah. listeners here that sin does not cause that. Because I work in a world, come on yes. somebody, where a lot of sin and manipulation causes. Oh, I know. I'm sure. You're issue. senior. Yeah. Um, but just because you're struggling with mental health, you know, I have a great uncle. I love him to death. He is a veteran from the war. And mm -hmm. without that medication, our wonderful, loving family member, he he's just not the same. But yeah. with it, it's really brought some great things. So, yeah. Mercy, I want to say, like, my son, when he was little, he had um, SVT, which is kind of arrhythmia for a yeah. child. Yeah. So he had medication. But I would have never known because it's behind this little wall and this chest, right? Mm -hmm. um, same thing with the mind. Like, it's behind that wall. Yeah. But if it's the heart, it doesn't have anything to do with sin. But if it's your mind... That's, we right. <laughs> That's right. So people always ask me, so is it physical or is it spiritual? Why can't it be both? Why can't it be both? It doesn't have to be either or. As a matter of fact, I would add a third level. It's chemical. Yeah. There are chemicals in your brain, neurotransmitters, serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine. These things affect our mood, right? We And we as women know that. I just had a baby eight months ago. Let me just tell you, <laughs> my mood was affected. Okay. Yeah. I had a baby during a pandemic. There was a lot of moving parts. So yes, there's a chemical component, there's a spiritual component, and there's a physical component. I always point people to the, the story of the man in the caves and Mark when Jesus went and this man was cutting his skin, right? So he was putting marks on his physical body. Mm -hmm. When Jesus healed him, the Bible tells us in Mark and in Luke, the right. man is now in his right mind. Mind. Mm. Look it up if you'd like to. Yeah. It's there. Mark nine for us to see mm -hmm. that the healing that he needed was sozo. There's a wholeness. It's not just a healing in the scars on his body. It was a healing in his mind. Yeah. Cause and the I mind affects how you think affects how you behave. We try yeah. to fix the behavior when really we need to be fixing the thinking. I, I know this podcast is touching home because maybe it's not you, but maybe you had a child that you yes. just know it's just a little yes. different. You've had some struggles. There's been some challenges. Maybe there's a husband. We're dealing with Alzheimer's today. Yeah. Yeah. That's another issue. They say soon you'll either, you'll be one of two people. You'll either have it or be taking care of somebody because yeah. we've, and we've just got to change the way we eat. That's a whole nother podcast, but seriously, uh, look, it, mental health is real. We've been dealing with it. We turn, I don't turn, but our ministry turns 50 years old. Hallelujah. Wow. This January, I'm not going to lie, right up behind it, but I like to say, not me. You know? <laughs> Congrats. That's amazing. That's amazing. And so, you know, we've had 20,000 people come through our home. I can tell wow. you that addiction and mental health are it's twins. Real. I want you to know it's okay to get help. That does not, it's not a, a dirty mark on you. Yeah. Um, by all means, I have seen people be able to overcome bipolar, yes. Yes. Be able to manage it. So today, um, I really want, we've got, we're going to have to follow up again. We're just going to, there just have to be a part two on this. <laughs> um, but I would love for you to pray for yeah. people that are listening today that maybe yeah. have been struggling. They know it's a yeah. little bit more 
than your average bad day. That's right. That's right. And can I just say to that person, just prophetically, what what the enemy wants is not for you to, it's it's not just that he doesn't want you to be whole. He wants you to be broken. He wants you to stay in that place of brokenness. So he's using shame and guilt to keep you there. And if you if we recall in the garden, that was the first feeling Adam felt after the fall of shame. So I just want to say, you know what? Shame off of you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. There is no shame. There is no guilt. You're a child of God and it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. So even as I pray right now, I just believe that chains will fall. Scales will be moved, removed from eyes. Spirit of revelation of how much God loves you and that that love casts away all fear. So let's just pray. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just pray for everyone on the sound of my voice right now who may be struggling and in a place of poor mental health, maybe just tired, exhausted from everything that the enemy has brought, everything that the world, the brokenness of humanity that we've seen displayed in our world in this past year, and it's been weighing down on them and they feel stuck. That's really the place. You feel stuck and you feel frozen like you're in a prison and you can't get out. I'm speaking to that person right now, God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, would you just bring freedom in Jesus' name? I pray for courage. Everywhere that there's fear, let faith rise up in Jesus' name. Everywhere that there's scarcity, let abundance flow in Jesus' name. Everywhere that there's confusion, wisdom is flowing. Your words, Lord, will be a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. So we will know what our next steps need to be. I pray for those who are struggling with anxiety and depression, especially right now, God, in this season, that, Lord, your word, Romans 12, 2, would apply to them, that your word would transform their minds in Jesus' name, that these words on in the word of God will no longer be black words on white paper. There will be a transformative, dynamic, dunamis power behind them to break strongholds, to break chains, and to release them into freedom in Jesus' name. And in all these things, Father, we pray that as we stay set free, others would look at us and be pointed to you. Because that's the whole goal, is to point others to you. I pray for new life ministry, God. I pray for those women that are and men that are coming through those doors. More than ever, God, we need your spirit. We need your help. We need your providence, God. We need your supernatural power to give us the means, measures, wisdom to take care of these ones that you're bringing to our doors. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I know life. Look, I'm not kidding. I could feel the power of God when you were praying. There's such an anointing on you, my friend, my sister. Sometimes they just need to hear it in a simple way. And God's gifted you in that way. And I'm so blessed to have you here today. How can people follow you and just kind of stand with your life? Heroes, we do, you know? We do. We do. And I love, I can't just say thank you for having me. And I just, I think sometimes people just need permission to know it's okay to not be okay, um, but it's not okay to stay there. And that's our that's our heart for you is that we want you to be better and um, to get help that you need. And so, you know, I am on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I also just was a contributing author to a book um, called Black Voices of Wisdom. It's it's on Amazon and you can people can follow me that way as well. But ultimately, honestly, once I start um, my um, I, I graduate this summer um, and I'll start <laughs> I'll start my um, 
my practice as, as a psych mental health nurse practitioner, and I'll be putting out more information about just some online resources and, and things like that, that I'll be putting you out. You got to do some courses, you know. I know. I can't wait. I'm so happy to I've do it. I've been working on one that people are going to hear about shortly, but you know, when it comes to this, this is such, so specific. It's so specific. And, and it's so awesome because you're going to speak into this space that when I was growing up, you know, it was Dr. James Dobson. It was, yeah. you know, there was actually not very many people. That's right. Fine. So I just, I just pray that God will just anoint you and Thank give you, you wisdom, friend. understanding, and continue to speak into lives because we yeah. need this. To right. have that abundant life, it's got to be mind, yeah. body, and spirit. That's right. Yeah. Well, I, I'm so blessed. Follow her on Instagram and Facebook. Get her book. Support what she's doing. And remember that when we put our trust in God, He will fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.